And to this, this episode is brought to you by the College of Hip Hop. The College of Hip Hop is a dope app. Listen, go to your app store. It's available across all app platforms. And listen, they even have a free exclusive seminar by No Malice. You know No Malice, Miss Lisa? Yeah, from the clips. Of course. It's entitled Lifestyles of an Artist. Go there, download the app. Anybody, listen, let me tell you something. If you're looking to learn the business side of the arts and entertainment industry, check out this app. That's right. It's the first and only entertainment education app found in the app stores. And you can catch it on Google Play, Apple Apps, or even Obama Apps. Wherever you got to get Obama has apps? He got everything now that he's going. Apps, naps, and everything else. Listen, Internet, go, go download the College of Hip Hop. Check out what they got going on. Tell them the Premium Pete Show sent you. Now let's get to the show. Ow. Cheer. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. Hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. Y'all thought I was finished? Yeah. When I brought that Aspen Martin, y'all thought it was rented? Nope. Flexing on these niggas, I'm like Popeye with that spinach. Double MG, that's my team. Rose, the captain, I'm lieutenant. Uh. I'm the top the cat and rent the catch and down like I'm broke. That Lambo and that new bitch, they run like I'm ghost. Trip. I'm riding around the city with my hands on my toes. Cause these niggas want me killed and I'm trying to make it home. And I'm man, man, that's something in that milk. Trip. And then fuck, nah, 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 they fuck around, get killed. You fuck around, you fuck around. You not just playing, I'm gonna do that. Let's Yo, let me tell you something. I don't even know what the fuck you were saying. I don't either. I was doing that because that I felt like. Official. I need Nikki to do Yo, something hold, like hold that. Hold on, hold on. You were sounding like you, you were doing you a meat. Well, hold on. You were doing a meat mill verse. One of his best that I love and then you turn into some future shit so don't worry about it that shit sounded fire internets listen it's with great pleasure to welcome my son to the Premier Pete Show ow hey I'm so excited uh, Miss listen, listen first off I, I, I want to thank I want to shout out Raymond Santana Central mm-hmm. Park 5 um, when I spoke to him about you and he was like yo he'd be great to you know have on the show and I was like yo I want this dude on the show just because of what you were spitting even before you, you you went to upset to Hot ninety seven mm-hmm. and put the airways on fire, mm-hmm. just spitting that real shit. We'll get to that in a second. Yes, sir. But even Miss Lissa was um, talking about you for a minute, and she was like, "Yo, I just love what the dude is doing for the community." That's a fact. And we'll get into that too. <laughs> anyway, listen. Welcome to the show, my son. Thank you for having me, man. I, I, I want to go into this. We'll we'll go back and forth, but with flex, right? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Was that something that was supposed to happen for a minute? Like, it, let the internet know behind the scenes shit that happened. How did that go down? Well, you know, I know Flex for years, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's from the Bronx, and he's always been supportive, you know, throughout the years. I give him music, he'll play it here and there, you know, what he likes, he does, and whatever. So, um, he had did, you know, he started the, the whole freestyle thing again. So I seen it, I was like, oh, I need to be on this freestyle. So, you know, I was hitting him. I was like, Flex, I need to get on the freestyle. I need to get on the freestyle. And then I, I started. If you go, if you actually was on my Instagram, I had started like an online campaign. Oh, okay, that's like dope. A petition. You know what I'm I was doing a petition. I was like, yo, t- until Funk Flex brings me on Hot 97, I'm going freest- to put a new freestyle every other day. Mm. I need y'all to tell Flex I need to be up here. So it was it was people was hitting me like, Flex, Mike's need to be up there. I was putting up freestyles. They, they was getting like 10,000 views. They let Flex. And then he would like them. He actually retweet some of them, mm-hmm. whatever. But you know, so he had did they had did the Hot ninety seven show, in um where was it? 
Was it the garden? I think it was in Madison Square Garden. They did the um the Christmas show. Maybe the Barclays, maybe. It might have been the Barclays. I don't know, but I know it was there. They did their um their this winter show. Hot for the holidays. Yeah, hot for the holidays. Yep. And my one of my my best friends Shelby is a um, promoter, so he prom- he was the, the main promoter on it. Okay, so he had me there, so I went there really to support him. And backstage, I ran into Flex. So the first thing he did is start laughing. So you just not gonna stop putting on freestyles that I brought you up. I was like, "Yep, that's my campaign." He's like, "All right, all right." Well, listen, he said, "Well, give me music." You know, I'm 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 on my my New York thing right now. So give me some music too. Like you got some songs that's New York. Send it to me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that. So, like, probably a few days went by. I'm on my way to D.C. I had a meeting with the the former DNC chair um, down at Brazil. We had, okay. like, a, a big meeting with a lot of the the grassroots activists and the up-and-coming young activists and the older activists just, like, just seeing, like, what are we going to do? This is, like, right, you know, after the Trump situation. So we all sitting in the room trying to figure out how are we going to do what we're going to strategize. And... On my way there, I'm on the, the tra- I'm on a bus, like a three hour ride. It's a bus, three mm. four hour ride. So I'm on a bus. You know, I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, what should I be doing? So I'm online. I'm like, you know what? Let me send Flex this this song. Now I sent it to him prior, but let me now it's Sunday. It's a Sunday morning, probably like eleven o'clock. So I'm texting him, Flex. Did you listen to the song? He ain't answering me back. I'm sitting it to I'm kept texting him like every thirty minutes, Flex. <laughs> Just listen to the song, Flex. Just listen to the song. I'm telling you, you're going to love the song. Just listen to the song, Flex. So probably around 1 or 2 o'clock, he like, I don't see it in my email. So I'm going to send it again. So I sent it to him. I said, did you get it? Like 20 minutes later, he texted me back. This is hard with like 10 exclamation points. <laughs> so I'm like, I told you. You know what I'm saying? I told you it was hard like you were mm-hmm. like it. So boom, next day I, I get back. I had to go right back to back to New York because I had something to handle. So it's Monday night. I'm in my house, got the radio on, and he's on the radio. He just blasted out, busted Swiss's new record. Mm-hmm. He's blasting on. Then he starts, he's like, yo, it's a record that I'm going to play. I'm not going to tell you who it's from, but this record is just so hard. Like It is so New York. I sent it out to everybody. I sent it out to Buster. I sent it out to everybody that I think all the other DJs, because I'm saying to myself, this record is a record that I think it could be a really big record. I don't want to know if I was crazy. So, I, I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, maybe tell him, but I'm not really thinking, you know. So he said, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm just going to tell you that when you hear this record, it just gives you that feeling. So I'm like, what the hell record is he talking about? You know, I'm like, I would be dope if he's talking about a record, but, you know, I ain't thinking that. Right. So probably about 15 minutes later, he said, at the end of the countdown, play the record. So the beat comes on. Mm. So I'm like, oh, this is really my record. So he goes in for like 40 minutes straight. He's just like That's bringing so it back. back. You know, I'm I'm amped up. I'm on live. Like, yeah, we made it. We this and that. You know what I'm saying? Flex is breaking the record. So from then on, he he played the He's, you know, he was on the record. So it was getting a lot of recognition. So my now the record is getting recognition. I'm like, all right, Flex. Now I still need to come do it. You know, now we got the record. Is moving around, but I still need to go do this freestyle, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole campaign. Like, I want the record, but I got something I got to say. Like, and I'm like, Flex, the freestyle that I have is going to change the game. Mm. It's not It's not just everybody's rapping. What I'm, I'm telling you, like, what, this needs to be said. I'm Why do you t- think he was apprehensive? I mean, you know, I don't know. 
you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's like, yo, I'm, I got you. I got you. Right. We just got to find time. We just got to find time. And, then, and, and, and weeks are going by and there's other artists that some of them is wasting, but, you just know, up there wasting time. Right. And I'm like, come on. Yo, you like, know what I got to say? <laughs> like, first of all, what? Okay. You, know, you know, I'm I'm a New York guy just like you're a New York guy and she's a New York girl. So I, I do appreciate everything that Flex has contributed to the culture. I know some people are tired of it. standstill moment, but No, though. but I always, I always, yeah. well, at the end of the day, you got to give him credit, longevity. You want me to tell you what? It's not just longevity. Flex has always been steadfast in his position. Mm. And he's always, no matter what you say, he loves the music. And he loves what he does. That's a fact. And he will take a chance and break a record. Mm. The rest of these DJs don't do that Mm. no more. You listen to every other DJ, they go, and that's what happened. That's why the South sound took over New York because they were going down south listening to what other DJs were playing and bringing it here mm. so they can be the DJ from here that broke other records somewhere else right. that that other DJs already broke they wasn't going finding artists that nobody was listening to and when you go to you go to a radio station and they're like oh who else is playing this record mm. instead of saying oh this is a dope record I'm gonna be the first one to yeah, they all following right. the same so Flex yeah. never did that he was that's one thing I could say consistently he would hear a record but, oh this is dope I'm gonna play this record mm. I'm gonna break this record yeah. and he was always consistent in that you know and then after a while Hot 97 started trying to confine him and say Yo, you gotta play certain things but for the most part he was always the DJ in New York that broke records mm. that literally was the first person to play a record exactly now with the freestyle you know one thing I will say I love that he that he brought that segment to uh, you mm-hmm. know his show but when he says he has this line that he says not everyone Everybody can come, come up, up here. here. But he had designer up there. Yeah. Now listen, let me tell you something. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on designer because I'm a Brooklyn cat, mm-hmm. and I love what he's done. A, a, a fellow Brooklyn Knight. There's a fellow New Yorker. I mean, he went what platinum, double mm-hmm. platinum, right? I mean, we got to be happy for that. But when you say, can everybody come up here? Yeah, but then he, then when I was And then there, you don't have somebody like you up right, there. Right, you have to fight yeah. your way up there. You understand? That's I the mean, only but thing. At the end of the day, it's, this is still the music business. Mm. And I understand the business of it. And I'm not mad, you know, like I know I, I, I felt like I should have been there earlier. Of course, I'm going to feel like that. Yeah. But there's still business and there's, you know, you got you have relationships. You know what I'm saying? Good music is a relationship he has. Him and designer might have a personal friendship. Yeah. He right. might actually like designer and designer said I want to come up there. He probably, and I've seen him do it because when I was up there, there was a couple artists that say, you know, they, they, they rep is up there saying, yo, such such want to come up here. He's like, I don't think they should come right now. You know, give him a little more time. Like this yeah, is yeah. this is a, a tough. He's treating it like a sensei. He's like, yeah, he's like, this yeah. is you got. This is a tough crowd. Like you can lose everything up here if you don't if you don't get it right. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the time, sometimes relationships play a part. If right. if you have a relationship with somebody, we might not think they dope, but you got a relationship with them. So you doing what you can to help them. You sure. know, like designer. I I enjoy his music. I don't know what he's saying most of the time. Some of his songs I like. I like Panda. I like Timmy Timmy Turner. It yeah. just had no, a I, 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 I fuck with it. No, now, I, used, I swear to you God. You like Panda. You're not really sure about Timmy Turner. Now do no, another I, one. I actually like the other. Say something else. Cause you no, said I like songs Timmy Turner. I'm talking about those are two. I like Timmy. Well, Timmy Timmy Turner. He need a follow-up. It just was I'm a good sure little feel. You know what I'm saying? It was a good feel. It wasn't the best song in the world, but it, it was all right. It was it all right. Nah, but here's the thing. Nah, he made good music. Like he made. He, he makes, made. He made. Keep using this word music very loosely. Nah, yeah, because right. here's he the thing. What I would say he, is he this: he puts sounds together you, nicely. You know what it is? You want me to tell you what it is about designer? He's a young kid. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. Mm. And he's not trying to be something he's exactly. Not. And I think that's what makes people gravitate. He's having a good time. They're he's creating out there. a new genre of hip hop. It's not really. No, it's not really hip hop. Yeah, it's something else. It's another form of music. There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. It's probably like. 
like it's called rock cop. You know, it's, it's different. It's, I just think yeah, that it's a different genre. So I don't, I don't judge it according to what. No, I, I, do. I don't. But yeah. I will say this: when you say not everyone can come up here, you right. And you know, let's be real. Let's call. Let's call. Let's call. Space. What happens is this: yeah. sometimes, sometimes you bring somebody. Like I said, well, you said you, you made the point, but or but, sometimes you bring somebody up there to show them, like you know. Mm, mm. You got it. You because even in your um, freestyle, you said what the kids are listening to is fake. Yeah, so it's like, much. do you think they really want the real? Of course they do, and and and, and it's evident that freestyle is that in less in almost less than five days is at over about a million views right mm, now. Mm, mm. I mean, at ten million views. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you say that, it's like okay. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, if you build like I said, you build it, they will come, and you get the platform. If you give us actual rappers and and, and people who take the art serious a platform and put us on the same stage as you put these people who who are entertainers, and there's nothing wrong with entertainers. Yeah, yeah. If you put us on the same platform, we gonna get the same results. Exactly. If not better. And the funny thing is, you've been around for a minute, mm-hmm. a long minute. Long and, minute. And and for those people who don't know, you know, it's organized cast, but we'll bounce back and give people a, a little understanding of your journey. Mm-hmm. But more so, I don't want to lose the point of where you said. So, you, where'd you bring us? Where Flex finally came in? You know, yeah, and said, so, where were we? So yeah, I was hitting them up and I was like, Flex, I'm telling you, I'm gonna change music. This freestyle, I'm, I, I want to give out like it's necessary, like it's required for what's going on right now. I'm telling you. It needs to happen. So he kept saying, I got you, I got you. Just give me some time. So, you know, I just, I was real persistent. Like, for this couple of days, every day I was like, flex. It was, it was really, it probably was right after designer went up. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Like, now. listen. Now, now, flex, yeah. come on now. Like, nothing wrong with designer, yeah. dope, but come on. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. And then I'm like, yo, listen, I done did sway. Like, I done did, like, sure, dude, sure. like, this is not a joke. So he's like, all right, I got you next week. So I'm like, all right, and, you know. And then the day came, and I was there with G Herbo did his okay. freestyle, and um, the kid, the vagabond guy, okay, who just yep. put his out. So we was all there together, and they, I went last. You know, everybody had to rush, so I was like, let me just go last. You know, and it just now. Did you pick the song? Yeah, I picked the beat. Okay, is I there a reason it. why you picked that beat? Because it was New York, and okay. it just like it felt. Shout out to Just Blaze. Shout out to Just Blaze. I needed. I really like needed Just Blaze track. Like, okay, just just. Did you watch he's, that he's battle between shit. him and, and it was Swift? That was epic, man. Yeah. It was like this weekend was just so dope for mm-hmm. hip-hop. For, for, first of all, let's tell the people who may not even know, but you, everyone should fucking know. For hip-hop, first of all, my son, that freestyle. Mm-hmm. Remy Ma and Nicki. Exactly. And Swiss Beats and, 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 and just, just going back was, to back for him. I mean, listen, you know who won? The hip-hop. culture. The mm-hmm. culture yeah. really won this weekend. That's man. who won. It still, wasn't about... Who. I was a little mad at first. I was like, okay, Rick, Nikki, you're going <laughs> to drop this song the same day that mine's come out. Like, I was, I was the, the lead thing. And then Nikki came and I just went down a little bit. It was still... I mean, I mean, Remy came with her single then and then... Sheeta. Yeah, Sheeta Now, listen, you, you born and raised in the Bronx. Born and raised. Okay, so you seen Remy come up. Yeah, Remy, what? Remy, listen, I tell people this all the time, Remy was... I remember when I was 16 years old, my friend Steve, I was going to trial for my case before I got locked up. And um, thank you very much. This looked like some Telling you. some real fruity Take stuff. Care. No, okay. it's not fruity. It's not fruity. The drinks are flowing here. So, again, okay. so, so, so she, she was 16. You were 16, you said, or she was? She was 16. Okay. And um, my friend Steve... Had brought her to my trial. I was in this Bronx Supreme Court. I'll never forget it. And I was coming out. I'm a little stressed out. I'm like, damn, fighting this case. And mm. it wasn't looking good and I wasn't feeling good. 
she came, he brought her to the steps. And he's like, yo, I got this girl. You got to hear her. I had just had my deal. We was putting together our team, and mm-hmm. we just needed mm-hmm. a girl. So she came and started rhyming. And I was like, nah, she's the truth. We, she's right. she going to be one. She on our team. She was ant like she right was, off the bat. Literally, I swear to God, literally, I was going to sign Remy like without no question. They brought her to me. I was like, yeah, we definitely gonna do this. Mm. And it was like our team was like the, the next hottest thing in right. in the team. So it was like it didn't make no sense for her not to do it. Now, what and label were you signed to at that time? I was signed to um, Def Jam. Okay, and who, who Chris was Lady who, who, had signed? Yep, on um, Violator. Yep. Okay, was, man, rest in peace, Chris Lady. Man, Chris was a good dude, man. Rest in peace. What was um. What, what was the team that you had in tech? It was called Problem Children. Okay. I was the Problem Child. We had a whole problem. Like, we used to make cartoons. Like, we had... It was all... Who was it? It was... Um, you wouldn't know these guys. It was all dudes from my hood. Okay. That I had put together. And you were looking for a female. Yeah. And that's when they brought over Remy. And they brought Remy. And and what happened with that? Because you, you had I, I, the case... Three days later, I blew trial. Oh, okay. You know, three days later after that. That's where you had to go do seven years. I did seven years. Let me tell you something. Even though, like I said, we have organized chaos here. But when you look back, mm-hmm. you uh, regret, you know, what happened. You know, I mean, I know you, you didn't do anything. And I know they caught you on some bullshit. And, and, and you fought. Because you know why? I will say this. They offered you two years. One. One. They offered you one year and you went to trial. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell somebody that you fucking think you're innocent, then I don't know what the fuck tells you. Facts. Your blue trial, for those people who don't know what blue trial means, is, is, is it didn't work in his favor. That's it. You understand? And then they give you seven years. Seven to 14. Seven actually. to 14, so you did your minimum. Mm-hmm. First of all, you could have you did so much fucking time while you were mm-hmm. in there. Facts. You, you, know, make, like, you, know, you know Yeah. that you don't got to come home. <laughs> I know dudes that went up there with two years and ended up doing life. Yeah. So... You yeah. said that you felt that you went to jail for the things that you didn't get caught for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you were innocent for Like, what did you mean by that? Oh, she be doing her own work. Well, don't be no, commit no dope. perjury here. That okay? was dope. That was dope. No, nah, but um, I meant I was living, I was in the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had done all types. Of, I was hustling. I was, I had done robberies. I had, like, I'm from the Bronx and the core, the ghetto where that was a way of life, you know, especially when we was young. So... It was a lot of stuff that I did I wasn't proud of. And, you know, I just believe that karma eventually catches up. Right. You know, you get away, you think you get sure. away with shit, and then somehow it just comes right back to you. So I, if I, I believe, like, if a lot of stuff that I did, I probably would have never came home. Right. Mm. So, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at seven years, you look at it and say, yo, I didn't do this crime that I was convicted of. But you know that you wronged and did negative things. That could have probably landed you behind bars for life, right. you know. So, you look at it and you just weigh it and say, you know, you just got to count your blessings and just continue to move on. You can't be bitter because that's what a lot of people get. They get caught and stuck. If I would allow myself to get caught and stuck in what I think should have happened and looking at what I didn't make and what I, I was lost, I would I would have, you right. know, went insane. I no, just, you, you know, you know, it's funny because it's, it's, you think about it. Flex plays your record. You're going crazy. Meanwhile, that could have been 10, 12, 14 years ago he did that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's just, to be honest with you, sometimes I guess what you're saying is so true. You got to live in the moment. That's it. You can't, you, you, you can't know. let the past, you know, uh, define your future. Exactly. You know, like sometimes I look back at my past and that shit depresses me real talk. I'm like, damn, I should have fucking did some things different. Mm-hmm. But, yo, one of the things I really like about you is your mindset, just to really just teach the youth, just to really explain to people 
shit ain't all, you know, shit all, ain't all gravy. Mm-hmm. But when did you catch that mindset? Because I know when you're young, you know, we, we're knuckleheads, we're running around, we don't want to hear nothing. You grew mm-hmm. up with a mother and father? My father died when I was 12 years old. Mm. But one thing I like is that I heard you say that he told you some of the most important things, well, well line that you ever, you know, heard and stuck with you, and that was... Uh, you do the same thing, expect something different than you were saying. Yeah. It's insanity. That's insanity. If you think about it, yeah, do, 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 if you do the same thing and expect something different, then you're insane. I mean, that, that and that's something that stuck with you forever. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now, was he in the streets, uh, Pops? Yeah, my father was in the streets. He had the prison time. He was locked up since a juvenile. He mm-hmm. actually died as a, from a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 32 years old. So he was deep, wow. always in the streets. Yeah. Know, so Now, what about mom? My mother had was addicted to drugs until I was... To like, to like a couple of months before I got locked up. Mm-hmm. And then she's she's been clean going on about, I want to say, 17, 18 wow. years Congratulations now. Congratulations to mom. So, you know. But, have, um, have you ever been able to rekindle some of that relationship that you didn't get a chance to when you were young? Yeah, I mean, my mother is like my, one of my best friends. You mm. know, like I feel like I raised my mother. She went through tough and times. That's funny. And, and I had to be the man of the house right. and you know it was all type of shit I remember I had to fight drug dealers cause I wasn't letting them take our food stamps so we didn't have nothing in the house or taking you know they like oh she owed me this well you're not getting it cause me and my sister gotta eat like it was a lot of things what gave you that courage I mean I don't know I just you know I, I don't know where I don't know where courage comes from I don't know what not courage looks like right. mm. so I can't tell you where I get it from. I just knew that it was the right thing to do. I know that my father always told me, you have to be the man of the house. You got to protect your mother. You right. got to protect. So that always stuck in my mind. So when I seen that they was in distress, her and my sister, whatever it took, I had to do it. You, you know? feel like you missed your childhood? Because, you know, from what you're telling me right now, man, you sound like a grown folk out of young folk. I always was. I always had like an old soul. And I always. Mm. And that's why. I, I thought I always felt like I was ahead of my time in certain. Not to be, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, I, I get but it. But I always like older dudes would always sit and talk to me because they was like, "Yo, you got a, a head on your shoulders and you listen." I always just gravitated to knowledge and just wanting to learn and just understand things, you know. So I don't. I, I might have. I think I did miss them for a lot of my child. I mean, I played basketball. That was like. My thing that I did when I was young, like I used to just get lost in basketball, going to park and be in the park to two or three in the morning. Sure, sure. Digging, sn- shoveling snow and still playing basketball. I was actually like really good. Right. That was one of my things I did before I just got in the streets. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, one thing I think is just, it's hard to really just, when you get stuck in the streets and you start hustling and, you know, you start making quick money and you start taking, like, like, all shortcuts, man. Yo, honestly, it's hard to come home and live a regular life. It is. And you, you've done that. And mm-hmm. I've done that. And that's why a reason, one of the reasons that a, a lot of what you've done, I admire. And you not only done that, but you, you trying to help everyone else. Mm-hmm. How did you, for the Million Man March, how did you even hook up with Minister Farrakhan? Well, um, I'm a part of an organization called the Justice League. Okay. And um, the Justice League is an initiative founded by Carmen Perez, who is the executive director of the Gathering for Justice, which is founded by Harry Belfonte. That's his organization. Mm. And um, we had did a march called March to Justice in which we marched from New York to D.C. for 10 days straight. Mm. 
for with ten with three pieces of federal, I mean, state re- legislation to get laws changed, raising the age and demilitarization of the police. And I forgot the the last law, but we marched and we we sat down with Congress and you know we did all that thing for that. And during that march, there's a we st- we had different churches and different faith leaders. We we stayed at a mosque. We stayed at um, churches. We stayed everywhere. They put us up. It was probably about fifty of us that did the whole march, like all the way there. And there's a reverend, one of the, the founders of the original Million Day Million Man March, Reverend Willie Wilson. We stayed at his church. And our organization is very diverse. We have a Palestinian woman named Linda Sarsour that's like, she's badass. Like, she's like one of the, she's the um, Palestinian advocate. Mm. Then Carmen is uh, um, Shakina. Okay. And then Tamika Mallory ran, she actually ran Reverend Sharpton's NAN organization. She was the ex- youngest executive director, director for his organization. So they're like, and then there's me in our leadership. And then we have we have white, we have every ethnicity in our organization. Mm-hmm. So when Reverend Willie Wilson, when we came and we stayed in, he was just like, dag, like this is, this is a unified, this is unity. So when he was the, one of the first founders of the, he was one of the um, organizers of the original March. So when Reverend, when the Farrakhan reached out to him, he said, I'm going to do the 20th anniversary. Who do you think that we need to get to organize? Right. So he was he 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 realized that he wanted the Million Man March to be diverse. You know, he didn't want it to just be okay. We just we gonna do just a bunch of black people. He understood if there was gonna be change, it had to be diverse. It had to be all of us coming sure. together for the same thing. And and his the picture in his mind was what our organization looked like. So he reached out to our organization to sit at the table in the planning of the march. So um, my sister Tamika Mary was she was like the lead of it. And she was one of the um, organizers of the Million March, Million Man March, and I was in the leadership. So I was at every meeting from the beginning. We went to his house and we sit there, and I'm just in awe, just listening to him. You're talking about Minister Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan, and we was for like six months straight. We went on like a tour, you know, and I was there just gathering information and just listening and just. You know, soaking it all up. Did you chop it up with him uh, yet? All the time. Okay. All the time. Every time I got an opportunity. And he's so... He's how, how did you humble. introduce yourself to him? I don't even remember. I just know I was in his house and I'm just like, I'm just honored to meet you. Yeah. And he's such a humble guy. He makes it seem like you're the person that he's honored to meet. Mm. And, you know, he just was giving me little um, pointers. And a lot of his people knew who I was. So they was like, this guy, he's like, you know, rappers are the gatekeepers of truth mm. you know y'all, y'all are the leaders now y'all have the voice you have the ears of the youth and y'all have the ability to to transform the nation did you always think that uh, you would find yourself in activism like because you, you know always, you are a, a kind of like an activism right? pretty much i'm definitely is. an yeah, activist no no I'm, I, I call myself a raptivist <laughs> you know see listen you got to make it your like own that. you got to what, what do you I think like about that. d-ray um d-ray I like D Ray. Now, you know, me and D Ray have a little we have we conflict. It's like love it's, hate? No, it's not really love hate. It's my organization when we did the March to Justice, you know, there was a lot of people that 
we invited to, to to join on with us. Right. And um, his organization didn't really want to support us. Mm. You know, we had, and there was different reasons. It's just different grassroots organizations have different methods on what they use. We have, in the Justice League, we have an inside-outside team. We have, Linda has political connections. Mm. You know, I'm from the streets. I'm just strictly grassroots. You know, Tamika is known, has political connections, mm. but she's loud and will call you out in a minute. So th- a lot of organizations want to be totally against the system, not understanding that you can't really make change right. if you can't sit in a room and have a conversation. So there was a lot of different things when the Eric Garner situation happened and we did the march. The mayor wanted to sit down with our organization. So there was confusion saying that we was having backdoor meetings with the mayors. And so they were, they were slandering us. Right. Talking about, oh, the Justice League does this and we don't want to support that. And, and, you know, they were doing different things like that. And he was one of those people. So I, I always took that personal, you yeah. know, and then, and, and they continued to do it. You know, the Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the movement, the organization really never supported us in anything we did. And, you know, and then I mean, we'd be on panels and there was confusion, you know. So you just never squashed that you out? You know, we never really actually squashed it. But my friend Simone D. Sanders, who was on um, Bernie Sanders campaign, yep. she's like a real good friend of mine's. And she she organized it down to Brazil meeting and he was there. And, you know, and I told her for her, I would be cordial. I really wanted to approach him and have a real you know, pretty much debate, but I didn't want to do that in that sense. So, and then when we got there, I had, I said what I had to say about organizations not being together. And then he said what he had to say. And, and, you know, I pretty much realized he wasn't a bad individual. It's just that sometimes right. people just have different methods and views. Sure. And points of views. I mean, but I know feel, he definitely does what he does. Do you feel like be, because of that lack of support, that limited the success of the justice um, movement. No, I don't really think I was. I was organize, I think it was successful. Like you know, we had major support from a lot of a lot of the organizations. We had major um, press reported it. Right. You know, we it actually two of our laws actually went into got change. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a major success. You know, but um, we got we actually got honored at Essence mm-hmm. for. For being one of the, um, and you also got a chance to speak to the people, uh, which actually people wouldn't know. They see you on YouTube, you mm-hmm. know, the Million Man March. That was the twentieth anniversary, 20th right? Twentieth anniversary. Your speech was phenomenal on there, but people wouldn't even know that you were being like rushed or that like many people got squeezed out of not performing or not mm-hmm. uh, uh, talking on on mic that day. Yes, you know, and you were able to get yours in there. How, how was that possible? Because, like I told you, I was at the table for every meeting, mm. and I had so built, they made sure that you were gonna. I, I, yeah. I had built a rapport with a lot of the the head leaderships, like his his sons and the people who were in charge of the program, you know. And when they start slicing and dicing people, they were, I, I was told, you know, that they said, look, I have to say what I had to say. Right. Mm. And I had, cause I had pretty, I had said some of this speech at one of, one of the, a, a convening we had. And one of the, the, the head people in charge had heard this and I, he has to be able to say yeah. that. Like, Did I you would, write this speech or was it kind of like how you do your raps? How like I do my raps, you know? Okay. It was, it was, it was, it was a, it was basically the minister's words. I just took, what he had been preaching for the last six months and put it 
into the words for me. Like I took everything that he said, what what justice or else meant. Right. Because everybody kept saying, what is justice or else? What is the or else and all that? So I was like, okay, I want to be able to explain that. Like I want to break it down to terms that people like me can get it. Yeah. Or else, I think or else bothers people. It does. The way you put it. Or else, it's almost like Black Lives Matter. Like it's funny how it's like it bothers some people, you know, and it bothers the people who don't get it. Because then that's why when they had when, when people were saying Black Lives Matter and then people were saying All Lives Matter, they were they weren't realizing that people weren't counting Black Lives. So how the fuck because All, all Lives, Lives Matter? matter. Exactly. So it's like and you're all and or else was like almost like uh, they were taking it like what are you being sarcastic? No, it's, you know? it's or else. No, it's not like, meaning you. I'm saying no, that's how because you saying. were like and I love the way you approach you like or else yeah. like like fuck you yeah. and, and 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 your shit is almost like a. a um, like almost like Def Jam poetry, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, because it's like you're rapping, but you but you're saying something. You know, I'm 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 gonna switch it back for a second. And for those who haven't checked out that Million Man March, check it out on YouTube. His speech, my son, official tissue. Um, but going back to uh, uh um, let's go back to Remy for a second, man. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they just went back and forth with Sheetha. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you're gonna say you know you, you represent the Bronx. You've seen Remy grow up. Yes. Do you? You know, what do you think about battle rap like that, especially between two women? I mean, there's a there's there is an element that you wish wasn't there. You know, but you wish there wasn't disrespect to where is you know, you saying things that someone else might be harmed by mm. like mm. that that really affects people. Yeah. But understanding that hip hop was founded on the battle, the battle itself is what hip hop was founded sure. on. You Sport. know what I'm saying? Just right. like like boxing. You were, it entertains people to see people box. You know, for the most part when when two fighters are at odds and they really don't like each other, it it entertains people more. So understanding that, you know, I understand that in this sport you trying to win. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody's career. And if, I, if I'm if i going in the, 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 the room and I'm boxing with you and I'm like, I don't really want to knock him out. Yeah, I don't sure, wanna, sure. I don't want to hit him hard. You may I'm get just, knocked the fuck out. You know what I'm You're going to get knocked out. Yeah. So understanding that and understanding where hip-hop, you look at ether and you look at, you know, all these things, you're saying to yourself, look, I, if, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is serious. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, she said a lot of disrespectful things. That might very well be true, which at the end of the day, you as an artist understanding that when you put your life into the public, that people are going to utilize your life. Mm. You you become a public figure. Whatever it is that you have, your secrets and all that can be divulged to the people. So that's part of the game. And a lot of people don't like that part, but I understand it just like. Battle rap. That's why I don't really want to do battle. Like I started doing battle. Yeah, but Back I don't in, want. When, you when can't you be start? in my face and say certain things. You know, because you're gonna get tight, my, right? My kids. What's your sign? I'm a Taurus. Oh yeah, nah. You're not your bullshit. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to be involved in that. I get it. You know, what but saying? you did battle rap back in the day. Yeah, I did. Didn't you battle uh, Big L? Yeah, we battled, but we wasn't talking about your mother and your kids and mm. how you know you. We were, we, were, we was just saying I'm better than you and. We got guns that shoot you, and you whack. Sure, and sure. That, you and know, the clothes so, that they were wearing. Yeah, of course, you, know, you think you won the battle. Oh, of course, I won. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did you battle? Didn't you battle DMX? Of course, I did. <laughs> now you, 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 you won that one. Of course, I did. You were, I love you. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were moving around with uh, uh, Rough Riders, I so you were moving, moving out with Wa, right? Wa Dean. That's my big brother. Now, let me man, tell you man. something. I heard you say something before, and this is what I say about Wa Dean. Shouts to Wa Dean, man. I had a chance to sit down with that dude, man. Uh, what a smart 
Like, like this dude foresaw, he foresaw shit way before people saw it. But wow. more so, you know what's crazy? He used to bring around all his artists and have them battle each other. Yeah, him, that was and, him, him and, and you got D. him and his brother. His brother D D D is also like the math. Those yeah. is, they two D and one D and one D was like, you know what I'm saying? I remember D used to just pick me up in his truck and just drive me. And I'm young and twenty. And he used to just sit me. We used to be right on, on um the corner like one twenty seventh. I forgot the the exact block. And he used to just park me in front of the parking lot, just sit me in there and be just talking to me for hours. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't know where. Or he'll just, he'll just call me like, yo, where you at? They'd be right in front of the Apollo. He'd park his truck, turn on the beats, and just have everybody battle. Mm. Right in front of the Apollo. When's the first time you met DMX? First time I met DMX was the day we battled. How'd that go down? Like, um, why I just said battle him? Or like, how'd that? What happened was, I think D or Y called me because I had just, I had, um, Went to 125th Street a couple of days earlier than that, and he had some dudes out there, and I just tore their heads off for like an hour straight. Do you Never, remember some of the shit you were spitting? I can't remember that. That was like that what was were you lyrics? Because back then your lyrics were different than what they are now. Mm-hmm. A lot of your lyrics right now. Oh, speak- I was shooting my bang bang. Okay, exactly. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I was killing everybody. Like, yeah. Like it was to the point where I remember I had a battle somewhere. It was at before they closed Justin's when Puff used to have okay. Justin's and um, th- that was another spot like on industry night on Tuesdays all the industry people would be there be artists in there and we'd go to the parking lot and dudes would be spitting and there'd be execs there so you could get a deal right there so I remember the first time Puff was out there and I, I was in there and I don't know who I was battling but I was going so hard that Puff called my manager and was like yo D it's like he really like a killer. Like, do he kill people? <laughs> he like, you know, cause I really believe him. Like, you listen to him. I was just so raw and just so, you know. Yeah. He was like, shoot that. Shoot just that. shoot everything. Like, I would shoot him up, kill him, everything. So, and I, and and just how descriptive it was. Like, you you it just you was just so. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, that was my thing. That I was really into battle rap. Now. Well, no, again. As a battle rap expert, how long does Nikki have to respond, or should she not respond? I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna keep it a buck, right? Nikki can't really respond, right? Because it's it's like you you trying to brawl, and um, you don't brawl. You brawling with somebody, and you just a, a little regular boxer. Like you got to stay in your lane. You got to pick the fighters that you can pick, that you know you can beat. This is not, that's not her forte. She's clever rapper, boom, boom. She's not like a hardcore mm. Remy. Like, I don't, I can't see her getting in that realm, getting the response that she wants. You know what I'm saying? She knows how to switch her flow. She does cute shit and all that. But to really battle, you got to be able to come. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this is her forte. Maybe she could shock me because I, I said the same thing about Drake. And Meek, like, I didn't think Drake had a chance. I'm like, oh, Meek is the battle Yeah, well, he came from battle rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, Meek comes from battle. Like, Drake ain't going, this is this is easy money. So, you know, you could be shocked. But I'm saying my personal opinion, I don't think that, I think her advisor is telling her don't even do this. 
Like, kind of like say, yeah. we're too big, don't even pay exactly, attention to that what, shit style. Because they the one who probably advised Meek not to respond no more. And that's what happened to him. Because everybody's like, yo, why he not respond? I think she was like, no. Her <laughs> publicist was like, leave that alone. You're going dra- to dig yourself into a grave. Just let it go. People will forget about it eventually. You know what I'm saying? And you'll move on. But the thing with Remy is Remy, until they squash it, Remy won't. Yeah, she won't stop. Yeah, she's she not like stop. one of, she's from that era. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, the only thing I find crazy is that, like, if Nikki's ass really, like, um, fell yeah. down for three months, like, yo, honestly. No, I it thought, wasn't that it fell down, but the. Well, if it broke so, up. like, the, the recuperation time. But that shit don't even sound right. Imagine it having do. a girl and That's it's crazy. like she's, like, like she's broken for like, about three months. And you know what I mean? according to Remy, she wasn't giving up that mouth, dude. Really? Okay. Well, well shit, that's not our business, but. That's not our business, but yo, back with DMX. Did you form a relationship with him? Yeah, DMX was like one of my first mentors, man. Mm. Like he was the first person I ever smoked weed with in my life. The really, only person I ever smoked weed with. Really, I never smoked weed before or after DMX. I don't know if that's good or bad. It turned you off from weed. No, so, same, so, like, so, I'm like, this might be the gateway to this. Do you still see him anymore? Stop right now. Do you I still? See, last time I seen X, um. I don't know when the last time I seen him, but every time I see him, it's like a reunion. Mm, mm. I remember the first time I seen him when I came home, we was at the um, the um, Hip Hop Awards okay. in Atlanta. And he stopped the traffic in the middle of the street, grabbed me, hugged me, like, yo. And he was performing that year. So That's I think dope. it was, I forgot what it was. It was probably like 2008, 2009. He was performing. He's like, yo, gave me tickets. Like, yo, what you need? Gave me a band. You know, so every time I see him, it's like. Yes, it's love. It's love. You know, it's love. Even like somebody like Mace, then then you knew him from a very young age, right? Mace was. Mace was. How'd like, you meet Mace? Um. Well, my 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 manager used to manage Mace. Okay. So when I first got in the game, like they still had a a, a real good relationship. Was so. he murder Mace? Yeah, he was. He was I always knew, murder Mace. But 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 what we I see, knew Mace actually I knew Mace from high school because I used to go to Martin Luther King and okay. he went to um. LaGuardia? No, he went to Manhattan Center. Okay. He went to okay. Manhattan Center. Schools at but, what, to- but what we see, or what we seen in him, not meaning you, but mm-hmm. what the public has seen in Mace was more like, you know, it wasn't no murder Mace. No. Now, was he official tissue like that? He used to, he used to spit like... He's a spitter. He used to spit murder Mace shit. Like, he was mm-hmm. spitting murder Mace. And then, you know, Puff told him, look, nah, you got to spit for the I ladies. Put that up. Mm-hmm. Got to switch it up, and you know what I'm saying. But he always wanted to be murdering. Like he was used to saying the, the the street shit. He always was into the street shit. So, would you ever switch it up for a certain amount of money? Go I mean, I don't think you. I don't have to switch it up. Like, I know how to talk to girls. I know how to rap for girls. But would you go on to, a foil suit though? I mean, it's I, just not. I don't think start I, doing shoulder leans. I don't. I don't want to sell that. You know what I'm saying? Not all the way. I'll throw on a suit because I look good in a suit. I know how to put a I suit bet on. I Yeah, I know how to all put a suit suits. on. I could, throw, I could throw a suit on and do what I do. You know what I'm saying? So you I might, got a birthday suit in the back. Go put that yeah. on. Birthday? No, nah, I tell you. No? First okay, of all, later. listen. If you're from the street or you're just a regular dude this or you just crazy. whatever it is, invest in a suit. I will say you this. You gotta. You know why? Because you, if you don't invest in a suit as a man... You're not you're not preparing for your future. You giving them a half tip. Invest in the suit and get it tailored. 
that's what gives it that good look. Well, I'm not yeah, saying Steve Harvey uh, nah, but suit. You, even if you get a cheaper suit at like, you know, like Express or we'll just get a different, it tailored. get it tailored and it looks especially, so much better. Especially when you, 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 you fit your clothes right. You got to fit them clothes I work right. out, so when I put on a nice suit, you could tell, you know what I'm saying? So I, I realize that response. As, as, as we stay around the battle conversations, mm-hmm. right, we spoke about DMX, spoke about Big L. Didn't you battle Shine before he even got Shine. put on? Yep, when he, when he first got signed. Okay. And um, when Puff just signed him, Puff had just signed him, and me, Nori, and Sean was outside of Justin's, mm-hmm. and he was rhyming with Nori. Sean was rhyming with Nori, and I just you know peeked my little head in. And then, um, some I think Nori, I Nori had heard me rhyme before. He said, "Okay, we got another spitter here." So I just jumped in. Then Nori got out. Was oh, this is personal. Really? And then me and me and Sean just started going. And I remember Nori's like, slow down, killer. You're trying to kill him, man. <laughs> and, you know, and I know that the whole talk of the industry was like, yo, he just killed Sean out here in front of Puffy's studio. Now, now, as a as someone who came up battle rapping yourself, you know, by saying, but, you know, you're not really a fan of, like, the sport of, like, where people want to come in your face. Like, you know how to do, yeah. like, the smack DVD type yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't really like Because you, you would have probably gotten into a fight. Yeah, but more so, you, you are not, you don't, you're no filter. You tell yeah. people how it is. I know that uh, with Trinidad James, you pulled him up when he said mm-hmm. something about New York, right? Yeah. Um, even more so with, with with Flex, with the most recent freestyle, that future line, yo, when you, the way you did it was like classic because you even try to sound like him in his first second. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody like him, you think he'll respond? I mean, it's not about whether he responds or not. It's just whether I say what's real. Mm. You know, that's what I always, I always want to be authentic. And I think that's what's missing in music. I think that's what's missing in the industry that we don't, that we don't, we don't, there's no checks and balances. You know, everybody's going along to get along. There's a million artists that will hit me and be like, yo, you saying some real shit, that's the truth. But y'all sit around these dudes and let them mislead and lie. Right. Yeah. You know, why do I got to say it? Why, why you can't, They're you know, afraid. why do y'all peacefully coexist with bullshit? Like, you know, it's whack. You know, these, they lying to these kids. You know that they misleading and they're not really being who it is, but quote unquote, they winning. So y'all just go along to get along. But then as soon as they lose it, everybody going, oh, nah, say it when they winning. I respect that. You know, like call out some whack shit when they, when, I don't care if you're the toughest, the biggest artist or the smallest artist. If you're doing whack shit and, and I think I need to approach, I'm going to say something about it. Now, now somebody like Future, I mean, did, did, is that something that you just came up with what you felt or you were privy to some information that you feel he wasn't in a trap? I mean, it's just a lot of information. It's just his whole everything contradicts itself mm-hmm. to me. You know, the way he moves is not, is not in accordance to what I was taught real was. Yeah. You know, just even in the recent thing with the whole Scotty Pippen's wife thing. Yeah. The way he moves is just like, it's just like, it's whack to me. You mean, you mean uh, where he commented on the yeah. Instagram post? Yeah, that is. Then yeah. you make his songs. Scotty Pippen don't rap. Like, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? This is a legend, a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you, you that pressed, like, you so, it's so tough that you had sex with a girl? Like, yeah. Who don't do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 are you what are you trying to gain? Because right. you said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just whack. It's whack nigga shit. Like, yeah. we, no real nigga would do that. I've had sex with dudes, girls, and I ain't. I'm I'm not trying to disrespect. Yeah, or go on Facebook Live and say, for what? Who cares? This is what I like, did. You yeah. you you not supposed to have sex. It happens. But some of this, you know, and you spoke about that on the flex. You know, honestly, just if you break down the lyrics from the flex freestyle, 
that could be an episode by itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you spoke about how people, uh, you know, like, keep in mind, we're the type of people that, you know, we grew up in an era where it's like you had to be, a, you had to be about that life. Facts. You know, the people growing up now, not saying everybody, but some people don't, you know, follow there's those no rules. criteria. And keep in mind, there's like some people who consider themselves gangsters. Mm-hmm. That are taping themselves doing things. I say it all the time on the show. People are like, yo, we out here. I'm robbing a bank. What's up, Instagram? I'm robbing a bank. You see that? See that? Tell I'm about to yeah. rob it. And I'm like, what? That don't make no sense. I don't understand what people it's the are doing. Shit ever. But you, you know what it is? Social media has taken over. Mm-hmm. People rather uh, get acknowledgement for what they're doing. You know what I mean? No matter what it is. You know, like I remember even like I remember with sneakers, I seen somebody uh, in, in some school. I remember one time it was a couple of years ago. This dude took off his phone positive, beating some kid up. They videotaped it. Kid got hurt. The phone positive is heavy as a motherfucker. But that kid's doing time now. You put it on videotape. This is what you're showing. You, you, you know what I'm somebody trying to say? taught them that was cool shit. It, it, so so uh, I, listen, I don't ever judge what anybody does. But why why snitch on yourself? Why snitch on yourself? Oh, man. This is what I'm trying. That's my question. I just never understood. And that's not old school shit. That's yeah. real shit. Yeah, because people want to say why. Like, so nah. So you you think it's cool to, to put yourself in prison? Like you think it's cool to talk about shit that you're doing that you know is against the law that the, that you know that the feds they got a whole they got a um social media task. Force. Sure, sure. All for right. that. So and, it's like what. You know how I many dudes is in, in jail because of Facebook? Dudes like, yo, my man shot somebody, boom, boom. And we was talking about it on Facebook. And right. now we all facing 40 years. And I'm like. Yeah, how does that make you feel as someone that went to prison innocent? Like these people are just putting something out there. And how is did it, you, it's a two-part, sorry, because I don't know if it's going to happen after this. How did you prepare for prison to go so long? I mean, I don't think you really can prepare. Mm. You just got to take prison one day at a time. There's no overall preparation. Right. I just think that when you get there, you realize this is my situation like anything. And and, and I have to deal with the reality of what it is. I agree. And, you know, and you just realize this is my home and I'm, I'm going to make this situation. I never adapted to prison. I made prison adapt to me. Right. Mm. I didn't go in there and say, Oh, these are the jail rules. I don't abide by that. You yep. can't, you can't make me deal with that. I, 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 I deal with man principles. You stay neutral yeah. throughout the whole time there. Oh. I, I tell you, people try to like make you join yeah, a gang. Like, like, yo, people try to, like, even on Rikers, I, you know, I, I remember hearing you say this, but, um, when I went to Rikers, um, I'm, I'll never forget. I wanted to call my daughter. My daughter was only like three years old, and uh, I, I missed her so much. And, and they were like, "Oh, this is the blood phone. This is the Spanish <laughs> phone. And you can only this use it this, from this phone." Time to this yeah, time. and I was like, "Yo!" So I just came out. I just came out of the cell. I was in, in Five North. I just came out and I went on the phone. And this dude came up to me, and I was talking to my daughter. And I ne- I'll never forget this shit. And this dude came up to me and, and was like, "Yo, you got to get to the phone, my man." And I was like, "And so I maybe like I didn't hear him." And my daughter's talking to me like, hey, why don't you take me to build the beer? And I'm like, honey, I'm going to take you. I just, you know, I'll be home soon. Da, 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 you know, I'm talking to him. I'm realizing how fucked up I fucked up. You know what I mean? But at the same time, this dude's pressing me. And uh, so I, I, I made believe I didn't hear him. And then finally, when I, when I did acknowledge him, I told him, like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Come closer. And I took the receiver right off the fucking phone, jacked him up with yeah. it. Sent me to the box 30 days what for that. What he said this was? What? 
This ain't no movie. It's real life. But the point I'm trying to make is I had to make you a point. To do that. I had to make a point because the thing is, let me let me tell you something. Honestly, my but my blood was boiling because my daughter's yeah. on the phone and this dude kind of was like, "Fuck your daughter," you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm talking to my daughter, my man. You know, give me a second. I can't hear you." And 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 he kept on pressing me. But anyway, I heard you say how you you know. You you just came out and and, and were like yo you want to fight you want to do whatever, yeah, whatever you want to do. do I'm, I need to get on the phone so yeah. who I need to do whatever because we're not even gonna play this game with me yeah so you and you survived that and you survived that seven years too and I'll tell you did one thing did you ever mess with a co no comment <laughs> <laughs> he seven committed. years he, I need to know what's going on he ain't committing perjury <laughs> well what about let me think, you know you know what's so funny people think and you give me your opinion but when I went away. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect, and you're right. I just, I just lived how I live. I observed. I made sure I don't fuck with too many people. Um, you know, but um, I'll never forget too because people, like people, always tell me like, how could you do jail time? And I'm like, yo, honestly, don't do drugs, don't gamble, don't do no gay yo, shit. Listen, unless yo, you, I was about yeah, to, yo, I swear yeah. to God, you took the words exactly. I was with those. Those are the three things that the OG told me. Don't do drugs, don't gamble, and don't fuck with no gay people, and you good. Yeah, you can move. And and I'm telling you, you can move. I don't give a fuck who you are. You can move. But I'll tell you one thing. It's funny because I I mentioned this before, but I'm Italian, and I had this dude, Dominique. I didn't even know who he was, coming up to me. And he was, like, talking, like, oh, like, hey, man, how are you? I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing to me, man? (laughs) And he's like, yo, I heard you're Italian, man. I'm Italian, too. And he's like, ooh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yo, so I turn around. Everyone in the fucking dorm is looking at me. So I'm, like, telling this dude, like, look. I don't care what you do, no disrespect, but get the fuck away from me. <laughs> exactly. Because let me tell you something. Yeah, their niggas will cut you. Yeah. You'll be in your, they'll stab you in your sleep because you fuck with the child. Because whenever, what happens is, you know, in jail, wherever there's a homosexual, there is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The dude starts sleeping with the homosexual, somebody, they start fighting because she, he or whatever is sleeping with somebody else. They yep, do yep. start fighting. They're cheating now. They're cheating now. The whole house is in uproar and nobody is comfortable inside the home. So whenever you see a homosexual come in your house, you either, you gotta stay away from them or they, they usually get them out the house because they always cause confusion. Then you run into one of those infamous people, what are they called? Pissy, uh. Yeah, Pissy Black. Pissy Black. Uh, tell the interns who don't know about Pissy Black. Pissy Black is a big black gay man. Strong, biggest, strongest man you'll ever see. This thing is like six, 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 seven, 320, solid athlete. He played football, basketball, he boxed. Handball. Everything. And he was a, and he used to, he was a booty man. <laughs> you was off the, in jail with, what's his name? Um, Dead Arm Row. Dead Arm Row. You was in the, in the, in yeah, the they, they were VIP, both, the very both, important prison. Those are the, 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 the infamous booty banners. Dead Arm Row used to just dead arm niggas and rape them. Oh, man. Now you ran into Pissy, Pissy Black, and, 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 then, and then you said that he was a... Uh, he became cool with you, right? Yeah, he became cool. And then, and then you found out. Yeah, I, I like the way you approach that. Explain that to yeah, the Well, Pissy Black, I met, he was playing basketball. He was on our team. And he was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, this nigga scored 30, 40 points. And he was older than By the time I met him, he probably was like almost 40. Right. Whatever. But he, you could tell that he was, a, he could have been a professional basketball player. So, I was the point guard, and I used to give him the ball, and he used to just score. And he's like, "Good, good game, young point guard." And then I seen the nigga. He was. I walked in the gym, and he's boxing the nigga. He doing a speed bag to him, and he nice. But I never, nobody really was talking to him much. So I'm just fresh up north. So he's like, "I'm like, yo, how do you hit the speed bag like that?" So he started showing me how to hit the speed bag, and I was getting nice with it. 
And then, um, you know, when Burst told me, you know who that is, that's Pizzy Black, man. You know what he do? I'm like, what do he do? He said, yo, he a booty, man. He fuck with them boys, man. Like, he, he pray on, like, the young boys. And you cute. He you know like, what I'm saying? Yes, like, he pray on the young boys. Like, he be that. around. He start, he start storing them. Then he start fucking them. So you got to be careful. I'm like, what? I said, oh, how did I get myself? <laughs> I'm, 20, I'm 20, 21 years old. I just got to know if this thing is like six, seven, seven. Wow. So my man was like, but he don't, he don't like them knives. Like, he had knock a nigga out. But you get him a knife or a razor, he don't, he, he's scared of that shit. So, so sure enough, I come, I went. My man had a razor for me, so I go to the gym. So he's like, yo, young blood, what's going on? I'm like, listen, man, you do what you do. I do what I, I, I got to live here. Now, I don't want to hurt you, but I will. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, nah, it ain't like that with you. You know, some of these suckling niggas, I'm like, all right, but out of respect, you know, you know, I got to live here, so I can't, me and you can't do this no more. He's like, no, nah, I respect you, young blood. I got a lot of respect for you. Carry yourself different. I don't be doing that shit to everybody. I do it to these young punks that come up here thinking they tough and they gangster. Those are <laughs> the ones I do it to. You know, Those are the ones you carry, he laying the smack down. You know what I'm saying? He said, yeah, but you carry yourself different, you know, so I respect what you do. I don't want you to get caught up in my shit, but I respect. So, you know, he was, he respected my, we, you know. You have that energy. You know, so. Yeah. That's how I got drawn to you. Like, you have a really, like, strong energy. Like, it's something about your determination that is, like, so, like, honorable. Like, how I came about, did you, I think you performed at, like, something in Harlem. It was, like, a justice rally. of, uh, And then I was like, who is that? And they like, that's my song. You don't know who that is? I'm like, no. So then I started following you. And then when there was, like, an elderly woman who got murdered in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. She was about, like, 70. She had um, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And after that, because my breaking point for me, because I used to do a lot of blogging, that's how I came to you, because I was doing, like, entertainment blogging. So my mind for me was um, Sandra Bland. But then I saw you when you were protesting and going to this precinct every day because this lady was, like, brutally murdered by the cops. And in this video, when you showed up, the cop was like, you here again? And you was like, yeah, I'm here again. And I was like, that's so dope. And then that's when I went to Pete and was just like, yo, like, we got to get this man on. Like, this is ill. Like, there's so many other lyricists, rappers, models. Everybody's, like, caught up in their stuff. And you take the time out to even, like, fight for us our unity our 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 issues like in this like we don't have that like we don't have a martin luther king or malcolm x or there's no new farrakhan so to have someone who looks like the youth speaks their vernacular can like hang out with them let them drink and do what they do but still like drop knowledge i think that's so dope like i think it's something that's like necessary for the culture i feel like you're gonna cause a shift in what's happening what happened with that lady well, they um they supposed to start an investigation, but um I'm I'm planning on doing another rally like outside of the DA's department because it's almost it's been about six months and we don't have no anything. I, but I, I protested for forty straight days. Mm. And what they say, she snow. said that she, she was telling me that they would say you again every day, and I'd be like, yep, and I'm gonna be here every day. Rain, sleet, or snow until y'all, this man gets fired, at least. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how the, the justice system works. This is a 66-year-old mentally ill woman who had a bat in her hand. They, she had scissors in her hand. Four officers walk into her home because they said she was a threat to herself. Mm-hmm. Four officers who and the sergeant who shot her are supposed to be trained in dealing with a mentally ill person. This is a 66-year-old right. woman. 
They talk her into putting scissors out of hand. She's in her home naked. You come into her home. She picks up the bat. Now, as a grown man, you can't take a bat from a 66-year-old woman mm-hmm. without shooting her two times in the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Then if you're not if you are not equipped to take a bat from a 66, you can't protect me. Sure. There's no way you could you you not fit for this job. Right. You know, so I realized that they're being trained wrong and and we're not they're not being having any accountability. When there's no accountability, then you can shoot somebody and say, Oh, I feared for my life. Right. From a sixty six year old woman with a bat, you feared for your life. If if your grandmother was running at you with a bat, would you shoot her two times in the abdomen? Hell no. Exactly. And I, I wanna know, I keep asking them, how many elderly sixty six year old white women have been shot with a bat? Mm. I said, the reality is that y'all train them that we are animals. Mm. So that's why they treat us like we're animals. You know, on the Flex uh, on the flex um, Freestyle, man, there's so much shit you said. You said, you don't understand me. We was three-fifths of a man. So when they ended slavery, they had another plan. They said, we can't end slavery. It's too many residuals. So they can't call you slaves no more. They call they you call criminals. criminals. Sending you to prison, you're working for cheap labor. Don't listen to them rappers. They're trying to see some paper. Facts. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. Internet, we're sitting here with my son, uh, just breaking down just life, man. Life bars, just up and down, man. Like, yo, you have a real life story, man. Real talk. Just about, like, you know, losing some things in life, you know, taking the slip up and then coming back but never giving up and really just being here to help others. You know, most importantly, just bring... Bring uh bring light to situations. Sure. Internet, so listen to the premium P show and miss listen knows. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Ow. Internet, you already know this episode is brought to you by the good folks over at College of Hip Hop. College of Hip Hop is a dope app. Listen, I fuck with it. It's very easy to navigate, features exclusive interviews from industry heavyweights such as Wendy Day. Wendy Day, listen, and it has blog posts, audio seminars on topics ranging from copyright to publishing to encoding, marketing, and many, many more subjects. The College of Hip Hop is a premier learning platform for entertainment education. You can get some outlines on contracts and everything you need to start your own business in the music industry. Listen, download the College of Hip Hop app today. It's available across all app platforms for free. Free 99. Miss Lisa, you don't like Free 99? I definitely do. And if you guys like it, make sure that after you download it, you rate, review, share, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen, tell them the fucking Premium P Show sent you. Tell them Miss Lisa knows sent you. Download the College of Hip Hop app today. Internets, let's get back to the show. Cheer. Ow. Internets, and we're back. Yo, you know one thing we uh, forgot to say with Pissy Black? Now, he he, he was a homo dude in jail. Mm-hmm. But what he did was, why did he get his name Pissy Black? He used to piss on on under dudes after he raped them. Yes, That's he did. Disgusting. <laughs> That's why he called him pissy black. That's so 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 he would prey on someone, rape them, right, and then piss on them afterwards. Yep. Hey, listen. Every Sunday needs a cherry on top. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. That man was out his mind. Pissy Black was out his mind. But but you know what? As we continue here, what do you got going on as far as like you got a mixtape and an album dropping soon? I have a album slash mixtape about to drop. I'm doing BB Kings, the 25th? March 25th. Mm-hmm. March 25th. So I'm, I'm planning on dropping it on that day. Okay. So it's 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 so much like my um freestyle, you know. It's called the definition of a G part three because mm-hmm. I did the other two is um mixtapes that I did, but it's called OG Bobby Johnson. And if you know South Central, and you know 
the real story of OG Bobby Johnson, not like he just a gangster. Like if you understand his mentality, right? You know, he came, he went to jail, believing for the set, gave up most of his life for the set, and then realized that the whole shit he he almost lost his life for wasn't about nothing. They was trying to take his kids and put his son in the same position he was. So he came home to pretty much fight for his son and get him out of that way of life. So that the the title just really symbolizes my mind state. Like I'm fighting for my kids. Like right. I don't I don't I lost a lot of time, I lost a lot of energy, sure. a lot of all types of shit for believing in a dream and a, a fake reality that they sold me in these streets. You know, you spoke about first of all, you're a family guy. You got three kids, three boys, right? Three boys. Man, thank God, man. You know, sometimes like when you run in the street and you get a daughter, I'm telling you from experience, like, damn, man, you got you, you got to move Daughters a different way. Take care of you when you get old, though. Well, like maybe I guess them so. sons gonna be out as soon as they get a wife. Yeah, they get a, they get a new snapback well, or a dad done. hat. They gonna be like. But but um, speaking of family and just being there, you know, and and and, and just you know, growing them up, you know, you you speak about like different things that you want to see. You know, especially for for like how you spoke about. Hold on, on the on the flex style you, you spoke flex freestyle you spoke about. I burn down mics and I fight for civil rights. I'm trying to give blacks same shit to give to whites, right? Exactly. Now, what are some of the things that you want to accomplish or you want to see? You know, I, w- I want our communities to be so much more unified. I want us to own our communities. I don't think that you should live somewhere 30 and 40 years and own nothing and watch other people come into your communities and profit off you. We we as black and Hispanics are the only ones that allow that. Mm. If you go to any other communities, if you go to the Asian communities and you go to Jewish communities, they own everything in their community. Sure. You can't come from outside and own anything in their communities. Because that's how they were taught to keep their wealth, you know, and and that's the only way to create intergenerational wealth and continue to build things, you know. What, so, are, the, what are the steps that to, to take to do that? Because even in the Million Man March, you spoke about how a lot of you were saying that we need to like, you know, unify instead mm-hmm. of kill each other, or or you mentioned about how a lot of blacks kill each other, mm-hmm. you know. Do you still feel that same way? Because that of March course. was like, what, like two years ago. Yeah, it was. It was over a year ago. It okay. was actually October. Okay. Of 2016. Okay, so like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So the reality of the situation is, if you put anybody in the conditions that we are in our community, there will be violence. True. Poverty is violence. Right. That's just the bottom line. It fuels violence. It fuels violence. It it it, it, it really is violence. If you hungry and you don't have anything, that is an act of violence. If the people who push you in a position, there is a Martin Luther King used a quote from a famous um, person named Victor Hugo. And he said, where there is darkness, there will be sin. But the guilty party is not the one who commits the sin. It's he who creates the darkness. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, we 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 commit the sin, but somebody put us in a position where we it's darkness. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Understanding that and understanding that most of our community and the people in our community just go to work every day with no understanding of the economy. But they also kind of, I mean, not kind of, they put things in order to hold us back. Like it's easier for a black man or a black person to get a loan for a car than a loan for a business. Exactly. So it's just like. So what happens is we have to pool our resources. Right. You know what I'm saying? If, If you think about a project, you got 
think about how many buildings, how many apartments in the project. Mm-hmm. If everybody in that project said, look, we're going to put a hundred dollars into a fund every month. We're going to buy this first store here. We're not shopping at none of these stores until we own them. We, we boycotting this whole community. We don't own none of it. We're not shopping there. They got to close the store. So when that store closes, we invest our money in that store. We buy that mm-hmm. property. And then the next store, we do the same thing until we buy back our own block. Now, the kids ain't got to sell drugs on the corner because now they got to shift that they work in the store down the block. You understand what I'm saying? And we continue to we continue to build that. And now they own stocks and they own pieces of their own property. We're able to build. But nobody's teaching us. Nobody's sitting down and having forums like that to explain to you that it's not that hard. You can buy property also, with, with a little bit of percent there. So what are you gonna do? It's you. That's what my that's what my goal is. What do we is. need to do? What you I'm here to help you. You we, let me know. What I'm trying to say is that's what my plan is. I'm a first try I'm my first thing is to do it in my community. I'm mm-hmm. from the Bronx in the hybrid section and we got a whole strip of stores none of us own. Mm-hmm. You know, in a few months when I'm able to financially be the say, Okay, I'm putting this much. I'm doing this right now. I'm working with this um, organization called Credit Concepts. Mm-hmm. A couple of my brothers, they, they open a store in Castle Hill in the Bronx in which they teach you about credit. They teach you, they repair your credit, everything. And they help you build your credit up. And then they help you invest it in everything. These are young brothers. One of them was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he changed his life around. A couple of them were just been doing real estate since they was like 16 got 20 and 15 properties you know so they they one of them worked on wall street mm-hmm. so i'm we're doing a, a um campaign now in which i'm signing up a hundred formerly incarcerated people to fix their credit and showing how when you fix the credit of someone they're less likely to return to be incarcerated because now they have because they have opportunities they have an opportunity so you know I'm I'm gonna do it for free we're doing a hundred I want to donate a certain amount of money which will accommodate a hundred free formerly incarcerated within the last year or two formerly incarcerated and we're gonna follow their progress we're gonna fix their credit we're gonna help them build their credit we're gonna show them how to invest their credit and utilize their credit to get things that are gonna create wealth so that's the campaign that I'm about to start. And then after doing that, I want to just re- literally like Rick Ross got a song, a song called it's time to buy black the block. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. I want to buy back the block. I yeah. want to create black wall street again and continue to, cause we own, we live in these communities. Sure. How we don't own nothing. Sure. Don't make no yeah. sense. Now, you know, you're right. You know, when you really think about it and you think about all these other, you know, nationalities that do this type of stuff, you know, like even like coming tonight to, uh, you know, Tape in the city, you know, people don't know downtown by Chinatown. You know, you think about it, everything is, is, is there's no Italian pizzeria in there. No. There's no, uh, they're not putting, put, let me tell you something, if they put a KFC in Chinatown, they it's going to have, no, no, if they do, it's going to have Chinese lettering on no, it. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So right. what I'm saying is, you know, you could take that, you know, in so many ways, but in my mind, you're right, like take, just take it and in, in, in let's do that, you know, uh, for what we're doing and the people yeah, that we care world. about and all, in our neighborhoods. Nah, so I, re- you know, I, I respect that. No jobs and they selling drugs on the corner, and they probably making less than they would if they had a shift in the in the store, the night shift, or yeah. they worked four or five hours in the company business. We don't, we don't have that reality. In the flex freestyle, you also spoke about how uh, people were char- like charging your back. What was that line you said where um, the street, like you know, mm-hmm. when you went away, they were charging you? I said what I said. Um, I said. 
I had too much smarts, and pe- niggas wasn't as smart as me. Then I did seven up north for armed robbery and realized the so-called gangster niggas lied to me. Mm. They threw a battery in my back. They was charging me. Mm. I'm catching charges. The lawyers is overcharging me. I got these bozo CO niggas in charging me. I was nice with my hands, so the bigger niggas was charging me. Mm. See, so when see when you said that, it's just, it's funny because it's like we you know hustling. I tell people all the time, there's kids right now hustling in front of their building. Just say if it's crack or whatever, heroin, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is. Not heroin. No, hey, heroin. listen, heroin is heroin is one of the biggest drugs that yeah. sells in the hood. They're hustling right now just for an outfit, outfit and a pair of shoes. The loudest, the loudest. You know that, right? Yeah, that's all they're doing. They but what I'm saying, when they get locked up, they're lost. They don't got nothing. They don't, they don't got, got nothing. No lawyer money. They don't got nothing. They don't own nothing. They haven't left anything for the kids you're saying you're trying to protect. you. Now somebody else got it. You, you, you completely out the game. You but one thing I noticed, and like I feel like you're so like eloquent in your delivery, but like anytime I try to speak to like younger children, like the younger generation, they look at me like I'm crazy. They don't really want to hear it. Do you feel like you get that same response, or do you know how to counteract that? Like, I think, I think that's one of my my um, strong points. I think that's something that I always focused on because as a young kid. There was a lot of people that wanted to deliver a message to me. And I realized the ones that I gravitated to was the ones that I felt like I can identify with. You know what I'm saying? So I think when they said Jesus came as the people, mm-hmm. I come as them. I dress like them. I talk like them. But I give them the reality. I don't, I'm not, like I tell them every time, I'm not here to preach to you. I'm not here to change you. I'm just trying to let you understand the reality. I'm letting you know that it's sharks in the water. Now, if you decide you put your hand in it, that's up to you. But my job is to let you know that it's there. Like I tell everybody, I'm not telling you don't be in the streets, don't hustle. I, because if I don't have an alternative for you, I can't tell you not to do something. But I'm telling you the reality of that act. I, that's all. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here to do. And if I can help you change your mind state, I can do something to help you. I can. But I want you to understand that when you in these streets and you hustle, the reality is that you either gonna go to jail or you're gonna die. Right. There's no anything else they're telling you is a lie. That's I can kind of like back to like what your dad said, because like something about you that's really inspiring is like I said, like you're like relentless in your pursuit, like you don't give up. And something that you say your father taught you was like if you keep doing something and expecting the same outcome, you're insane. But like you go to the precinct and how do you like, or even like hitting flex up to go to do the freestyle, how do you make your mind say, I'm not going to get the same like um, outcome. I'm going to keep this it's pursuit called, and not like get knocked down. It's called persistence breaks down resistance, right. mm-hmm. you know. When 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 my father gave me that quote, it was, if you keep jumping in the water and think you, you know, and you can't swim, and you think that you're going to just float every time, then that's just dumb. Like, you got to learn how to swim. You got to do something different. If you jump in the water and you don't wave your arms, you're going to drown. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? So now, okay, I jumped in last time. I didn't wave my arms, almost drowned. Now I got to wave my arms. You know, you got to continue to do something. Every time I went there, I understand that I was building more and more people was following. The, the word was getting out, and it was putting more pressure on them to have to do deal with what I was talking about. The news was coming out there. So I was I was doing the same thing, but the result was it was always more and more. Every time I looked online, it was more people paying attention. It was more people advocating for what I was doing. So the persistence of what I was doing was breaking down the resistance. It was it was bringing 
this reality to the light. You know what I'm saying? Just like with Flex. I knew as long as he didn't tell me no, once you don't tell, if you don't tell me no, then you locked in. Right. Because if I say, yo, you going to do something? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You locked in with me. You got to tell me no. <laughs> you're like, you, he's like, you're going to deliver on your fucking you uh, on your promise. No. And a lot of people, they don't want to tell you no. They're not going to tell you no. They're just hoping that you're just going to forget about right. it. I'm not going to forget about it, especially when it's something that I'm, I'm passionate about. You're going to have to tell me no. I, could, I tell people all the time, I could take no, but I just can't take yes when you mean no. But how you got to tell me no. But how do you move past the politicians in this game? Meaning, when I say that, like, this game, so, so, you, I, you're a street dude. I can say, you know, I consider that, even though you change a lot, I can still consider I'm still street oriented. Yeah. Me too. And the point I'm trying to make is funny style people make me like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to bother. Like, you could have gave up on Flex and felt like he was abusing you. Or felt like he was like trying to think like you were a sucker. But the thing is, I started to understand the mind state. Everybody is not from where I'm from. Mm. They don't come from that And they don't same think club. like you think, They don't too. even think like I think. And, they, and the industry is so used to the industry talk. The, oh, you'll call me tomorrow. That's, that's a normal thing. So what happens is, all right, I'm not going to get mad when y'all know you don't really mean it. But what I'm going to do now is force you into meaning it. Because once you tell me something, you, that's how I say you locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tell me no. Every time I see you, I'm not going to just forget it because that's what they, they're hoping that you forget about it. I'm not going to forget it. I'm not even going to be mad at you. I'm not going to press you so you can be like, oh, he's on some bullshit. He bringing the street. No, I'm going to smile with you like, yo, when we doing it, you said we we're going to do it, right? Every time I call you until you be like, let me just get this thing out the way. I got to get him out the way. Or I got to say, yo, I can't. You, but All right, cool. I'm good with that. But you can't tell me yes and me no because now you locked in. I'm going to see you every time. I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you. You're not going to just be able to just just ignore me. You know what I learned, too, is, um, you know, obviously, you, like I said, you know the music industry. Shit, shit is kind of shady at times. Um, you know, and I, what, I, what I definitely learned is you can't take shit personal. You can't. Like, and the way I grew up, I took, I took a lot of things personal. People would do something funny style, never fuck with them again. Yeah. But I learned you can't take shit personal in this, this industry. industry. Nope. You'll never win. You'll never, never. win. Never. You know? I used to I came home and I was had all these friends and people, yo, we're gonna do this for you, Mice, and they didn't do it. And I was just I remember I was spazzing on niggas like, yo, you said you was gonna do something. And he was like, Yo, I don't what you mean? I'm like, what you mean you you don't know what the, I mean? <laughs> you said you was gonna do this, boom, boom. Yo, and, and I was like, and I realized people just is like, you're just crazy. I'm, I'm not crazy. You say you're going to, what, what's wrong with me? I'm like, and then I started realizing these people, they, they're not from what I'm from. Yeah. Sometimes sure. passion is taking the you wrong You know what I'm way. saying? Yeah. So they're not from where I'm from. So I got to realize I got to deal with them differently. I got to figure out what, what makes them tick. I got to understand how they move and then be able to, to adjust, you know, and I had to make adjustments. And now I don't even hold any industry person to anything. Once you tell me something, I'm not gonna stop till you tell me no. Was when you went away? Was there someone who surprised you? Like I know a lot. Like, There's a bunch of people that no, surprised, surprised you in the sense of like where they did things for you. Yeah. Because, you know, it goes it goes both ways. Yeah. Meaning, like, there's people, obviously, you like, yo, damn, I can't believe they forgot about me. Yeah. It's supposed to be my homie. Yo, it's sad because going to jail isn't the most greatest thing in the world, obviously. But you will find out who the fuck is there for you. In those hard times. That's right. And then you'll be surprised by certain people. Who's not? Anybody here? surprised you? Uh, a lot of people. Yeah? You know? It was a couple of people that. Are you cool with 50? Me and 50 got a week cool. 
I seen him because I, I was I was uh, when I went to your Instagram. I seen uh, you had this uh, freestyle up, and I seen he was in, right there. I guess to show like I don't know if it shows the comment, and he was in there saying something up to you or some shit like mm-hmm. that. You know, how'd you build that relationship with Fifty? Me and Fifty go way back. Like we we started at pretty much the same time when he was fine with Jam Master. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And he was um being managed by my man Chaz. Mm-hmm. Like Chaz was like his first manager, so and Chaz was like family. So we, we went back to all of those days before I even dropped Power to Dollar. Like, I remember I was coming out first, like, and me and, me and 50 sat in Jam Master J's studio for, like, an hour just going back and forth freestyling with each other, mm. you know. So we always had a rapport, you know. Did, did and, you foresee uh, him to be what he is today? Of course not. I never. I thought he had good music, you know. Mm. I remember when I when he had first had the Power to Dollar and he had the, the Ghetto Quran, like, mm-hmm. you know. And then it was it was a lot of conflict because Chaz, his old manager was my man, and then they fell out. So then I had kind of like, all right, well, if you ain't fuck with Chaz, I don't fuck with you. I'm at Chaz with you. So, and then you know we go through a, a situation. But I came home and you know, we never we never had like no real issue or nothing. And, you know, a lot of people used to compare us all the time. That was like the main thing when I got locked up. If in one of his first songs, he's like, the Bronx niggas love me like they, I'm my song. Because a lot of people used to always say, yo, you remind me of Mice. Yeah. So, you know, I always used to hear that. Like, yo, 50 just ran with your stuff. I'm like, but I'm in jail. Like, you know. Yeah. Ooh. And you, you went, know. you got locked up at the, like the height mm-hmm. of your career. Like, well, at a, at a height of a chance. Project, chance the, of career. Like, yeah. my project. The project was, was right there. Like, yeah. you you know, if you, you think Chris Whitey would have, uh, if you would have took that one or two years, you think they would have stuck with you? Because obviously of they course. couldn't, they couldn't stick you with can't seven, wait years. seven years. Yeah. Nah. I think he, he, but you know, all the way up to probably like three years, all my pills, they were still here. Really? You know what I'm saying? They paid for my pills, like two appeals. I had, Oh, Chris Lighting them? Mm-hmm. Uh, he even sent you a uh, commissary and shit yeah. like that? Yeah. If you knew who did it, would you have said something? Of course I knew who did it, but I still wasn't going to say nothing. I, it's the code that I... Tell, I tell him to Tommy. Too many too many Tommies, not, not enough, enough ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. But ghosts... Well, ghosts you got an Android that. just like ghosts. No, but hold so on. Hold on. He said, he said in the Flex Freestyle, he said, too many Tommies, not enough ghosts. But ghosts, what'd you say? Ghost is a rat, and I live by the code, so I ain't co-signing that. <laughs> you know? Yo. People don't even realize that. If you watch, Ghost is a snatch. The whole picture from his whole empire is he told on 50. That's a fact. He told on 50. Then he was telling on the other nigga. He tried to get him locked up, called the police. And I'm like, you should, you should make an appearance on Power. I can see that. At least yeah, one episode. Tell, Fifth, tell Fifth I need to be there. I told him that already. Yeah. Well, get another campaign going. You good at those. I told him. I said, Fifth, I need to be on Power. Man. Yeah, you need to get the campaign. He's like, yo. He, told you, he said he was doing... To be a man, he said he had told me prior. I had ran into him. He thought he was doing that. He had a whole other thing he was doing that he wanted me, you know. And I had his number. I lost my phone, so right. I can't, couldn't even call him no more. So I'm gonna have to reach back out to him. I gotta go. On, I gotta go on it. My Instagram and see if fifth DM me a number so we could talk. Yeah, you can build with him. And now, in hindsight, what would you do differently? Or do you have any regrets? I mean, I don't think you can have regrets. I just think that. You just look at it and you see everything as a learning experience. To live with regrets is just like, it's wasted energy. You know, everything, God doesn't, God makes the situations. Right. And whatever position you are is exactly where God wants you to be at. You know, I don't think I would be as conscious as I am. I would probably be rich and famous and a dope rapper, but I don't think 
my mentality, you know, would be where it is now. I was always pretty much grounded. Yeah, you know, I I was always pretty much grounded, coming from humble beginnings, like pretty much having nothing. So I always, that was always my thing. Like, you know, I want to represent, I want to speak for the have-nots and, you know, always be humble. But at the end of the day, I don't think understanding this system, understanding how dirty this shit is and understanding the realities that we deal with as blacks and, you know, and, and minorities in America and realizing how serious it is. You know, I don't think that I would be that focused on that. I think I would be in my own little world with my money and worried about me and my family and being, you know, good to those people. But I don't think it would be a worldwide mentality and, and to, to fully change the lives and mentalities and right. structures of everybody. How have you enjoyed parenting? You know, because, you know, you grew up basically being a father at a kid. Mm-hmm. As a kid, AJ, you were basically the father to your mother, mm-hmm. which is weird. It is weird. But, but what I'm saying is how have you enjoyed, you know. I love being a father. Yeah. Like, my sons, like, they depend on me. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my five-year-old is so much like me at his age. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just he's just having a good time. He's, like, emotional, but he's so smart. You know what I'm saying? So watching him, I'm like, yo, this is me when I was his age. So when you really, you know, my first son, I I was locked up until he was eight years old. Mm. So I didn't really get to watch this stage, like this stage up to five and just watching him mature and seeing him grow and being able to mold who he is and his mind up into these certain ages. Like these are very important times for him. You know, so watching these kids grow and watching my three-year-old every day learn new words. And he called me my son today. Like, he usually called me daddy. <laughs> and I went to pick him up from the babysitter. And he was like, my son. And I said, what? You better it call me blew, daddy. It blew my mind. And he just looked at me. And then he said, daddy. I said, what's my name? He said, daddy. I said, no, no, what's my name? What you said? And he looked at me. Yeah, he thought he was in trouble? He said, my son. I just started laughing. I'm like, just to see those things, like yeah. those moments and my son, I'm, he's five year old and I got him playing chess and like, you know, you know, just, you know, things like that. Like I always wish that happened to me or, you know, I wish I wanted to do a my, my, sure, my your oldest pops. son, you know. So. But you know what? You give it to them. And I tell you, it's a beautiful feeling. It uh, is, and, it and, is. And, and especially when you, you know, been through so many trials and tribulations like yourself, I, you know, that's how I feel about it. You know, there's no manual to being a parent or a no. father particularly. No. What's some of uh, the gems you could give uh, future fathers or fathers right now that are raising some boys? Is there you anything know, just, that you that you have done that you feel is a success to it? I mean, like I have a I have a 18, 19. Okay. My son just turned 19. You know, so I had him when I was a baby. So, you know. You just what I what I say is that you have to just be honest with your kids. Mm. Like you have to be like my son. Me and my son are like on a really good page. Like through his whole life, through mistakes or whatever, I was always honest with him. Mm. And I used to always say, everything I'm telling you, one day you're gonna tell me I was right because mm. I know what I'm talking about. You know. So and I think we we had a, a real good space in his life now. You know, he's growing. He's like he's into music. He's actually a dope rapper at 19. So oh, like, he wants know, he, he wants to get in the business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like I'm actually helping him with his stuff, and him and my little brother are coming up. So it's like pretty much we like we doing some no limit type thing. That's dope. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So, but I, I, what I would say is be honest with your children and be, and not be afraid to be firm. Mm. You know, I think there's so less manhood is not really celebrated no more. And I think people move away from it or masculinity. And 
I pride myself on my, my masculinity, and I don't and I don't mind seeing boys masculine and being tough. Right. Everything is not, you know, oh, nah. Talk to your son like he's a man. Like, mm. talk to him with a level of aggression. You know, talk to him. Make him understand there's nothing wrong with having passion. Mm-hmm. And being aggressive, that is, that's something that you can, you can, you can be, you know? And I think that's taken away from men now, you know? Oh, it's nothing wrong with a man crying or, you know, we need you to solve a side. And that's cool. You know, that's, that's where the balance is. And I think in households, the fact that a lot of households, there aren't a lot of men. True, true. That you can see that in the this generation. Yeah. Even the way they dress, the way they talk, this, you know, this over thing with, you know, the way the fashion, everything is just, it's too much for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So as me, as a parent, I'm saying, let's, let's teach men to be men. Mm. Let's teach women to be women. You know, there has to be, has to be a reality to sure. where you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you cried? The last time I cried? Was it when you were away? No. I'm going to say the last time I cried was... They had a many many rivers to cross concert, mm. and um, Harry Belafonte did. I think it was a few months ago, and it was in Atlanta, and it was like a bunch of activists and artists came together and they put on this real big concert in Atlanta, and um, Common and um John Legend was performing that song that they had. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And in the back. They showed, like, they were showing all the people being hung as slaves. They were showing Sandra Bland. And I'm just, and I'm sitting in front of the stage. And I just broke down crying. Like, I was like, I felt like a little kid. It was just like, damn, like, look at the shit we dealing with. Like, this is real. This ain't, this ain't like the movies and you watching Martin Luther King and you ain't really there. And you, like, this is real. Like, I've lived, I've watched this happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that shit, like, it broke me down. Like, I was in front of the stage crying like a little kid. You know, prior to that, like, when Trayvon, you know, like, that verdict, I was, I remember yeah. just really just breaking down. Like, that's what activated my activism. I mourn for, yeah, like, I mourn. Like, I feel like my mother had to stop me. Like, Melissa, like, you're going into something. Like, I cried for days. Yeah, like, I was, I like, was broke. I was broken, you know. Like, saying, I cried so. for days. You know, it's, it's, when, when you think about, you know, like crying and stuff like that, man. I'll be honest with you, I don't do it enough. But, uh, you know, I remember when I was away, man, I was able to, to cry because I reflected a lot. And that shit really just helped me, yeah, man. Yeah, like, lifts, you know, you like, feel like so much lighter. Yeah. Like you holding it. Us as men, we, we taught to hold so much things in and not Especially deal with. black men. The, yeah, definitely. The light skins could cry. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, we have to, we got to get that out sometimes, even just by yourself or whatever. But you got to get that. That energy off you. You just yeah. got to. Matter of fact, you know what? I'm I'm lying to you. The last time I cried was last weekend. I was going through so much. Like my wife, I was I was dealing with just a lot of stress, man. You know, just a lot of weight on your shoulders. You know, funny people see you know flex freestyle things. Yeah, that they everything. think everything's looking good. And I was just dealing, but prior to like this was yeah. like right before the flex freestyle. It was on. I think it was Sunday morning, and um. I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. I just felt stressed. I'm like, you know, I'm doing this music stuff. I'm doing activism. I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm trying to balance my family. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be financially stable and all of this stuff. And then I'm trying to push this music. I'm trying. And it just was overwhelming me. 
my wife is like, you're not home enough. You're not here with these kids. And, and then I'm like, damn, I'm not doing enough with this music. This song is going how I'm pushing to the next level and what I'm going to do. And I'm just stressed. And she's like, yo, you just, you need to just relax. And then her mother came to the house and she was like, we going somewhere tomorrow morning, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, where are we going? I'm not telling you, don't worry about it. You're just going. So we get up early in the morning. Her mother's there. She's watching the kids. I'm like, all right. I'm on my my Facebook Live. Like, yo, listen, I don't know where my wife is taking me, but if I don't come back, you know, I did not commit suicide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm laughing and joking. So, you know, we drive for about an hour, and we pull up to the cemetery where my grandmother was buried, and I hadn't been there in 10 years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? She knows, like, my grandmother was like, that's my rock. Right. Like, she was everything. Like, every time I think, like, that's my motivation. And she died two months before I came home. She mm-hmm. died She died March 7th of 2006. Mm-hmm. No, she came March, March, April, May, June. I came home July 4th or 5th. Mm-hmm. So she died four months before I came home. Damn. And she did this whole bit with me. Like, she was, I call her every night. She would... To know how to do the sneak three way calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I trained her and everything. So, you know, this is this is my road dog. Like yeah. since I was a kid, she always was like, Do your own thing. That was her main thing. Do your own thing. Don't let nobody tell you what you could do. Right. You could do anything in this world. So she that was like she always did that for me. Like so that was my rock. So my wife brought me to my cemetery and I was just sitting there and I was just crying like a little baby just sitting there talking to her but I felt so much mm. better yeah. and it just like that gave me the energy like when I went to Flex I took all that with me like she had a conversation with me and told me it's gonna be alright you know what I'm saying hey, do listen, your thing what, that Flex freestyle honestly I'll be honest with you it looked like I was so excited when I saw you post that like I was just like yes like he was up there, yes and yes. Like now, I you, was just so excited. You know, you know what it really? It, it looked like he had fire in his eyes, mm-hmm. and it looked like you, uh, yo, I have nothing to lose, and I'm gonna leave it all on right here. That was it. And uh, so, and anyway, internet. Let's uh, go to our segment. I don't trust people. It's back. We missed last week. Last week we forgot to fucking do it. We didn't forget, but now, we was having a mamante moment with. Um, Puns family, yeah. so it just got like B- real. Big Puns wife, Liza yeah, Rios. Then, yeah, the first stars started coming Liza. out of her shell, so it was just a good, um, a good episode. So let me, uh, my son, let me explain to you. This segment's called "I Don't Trust People." Mm-hmm. It, it's it, people submit hashtag I don't trust people. Let us know who and what they don't trust. Uh, people submit it. Who we got this week? Our first submission comes from OG Fly Bully. I don't trust men who wear chokers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you know, uh, it, it seems like a new fashion statement now for a lot of these. I feel you know? like it's coming back because remember when grunge in the 90s was popping and men would wear mesh shirts and chokers? Well, the only thing I would say is that I remember like uh, back in the day, I remember like herring bones. Remember the herring bones of my son and the rope yeah. chains? Herring bones is not exactly a choker. The herring bone was... But it, you know, yeah, it, that, I'm it, saying it that's hung. the closest. Yeah, and it wasn't. It, the little ones, it we wasn't really choking. willing the little ones. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wasn't wearing no little herringbone. Choking that money making Mitch. Yeah, money. he had a little one. He had yeah. the yeah. He had. That. Well, well, I agree with him because you know what? I I don't trust anybody who's trying to choke their Adam's apple, man. Don't do that. <laughs> a to little yourself. light choke is okay. Our a next one choke, comes huh? from this lady Torture Double O Seven. I don't trust people that surround themselves with lackeys. Yeah, I mean, listen. You sur- you are who you surround yourself with, man. Yes. You know, so so she we agree with her. I do too. I hundred percent. I, I don't like that. 
And then this one comes from RCH89. I don't trust people that wear dirty glasses. No, who don't. I don't trust people who know their glasses are dirty but won't clean them. <laughs> Yo, I see so many people like that. And I'll be honest with you, from my experience, it's usually people who are rich. People who, 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 who like, do things that, like, you would never figure. Sometimes my sunglasses be a little scuffed. I ain't going to hold nobody up because... Like, when you see me with my sunglasses, I feel invisible. So it's not even about, like, what you think. Yeah, it's you just gotta, about me being in my my skin because that's just what it is. But you got to clean, you gotta clean it up. Sunglasses club. No, like, sometimes you don't notice because you're just having that moment. Like, you're just in, in the moment. Okay, okay. Well, be so in the moment. Don't trust me, but it's okay. This next one, you're not going to trust me either. So this one comes from Okay Easy. I don't trust people who kiss their kids on the lips. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold anybody up. Hey, listen, I thought only Seven. I thought only the Spanish uh, girls did that. I, Spanish I, moms. Me ex novio ex potricenio. Yo, let me tell you I something. Definitely, my kiss, my my ex wife all the time because she asked me about it. I was like, okay, maybe it's a little weird now because she's asking me about mouth kisses. I was like, I don't want to call it a mouth kiss. Like, <laughs> let's not call it that. But. Didn't that grown man kiss his his dad? I don't know. As long as listen, just don't put no tongue don't, in the fucking. This is my thing with no that because it's funny that we even said that today because <laughs> I was thinking about that because she asked yeah, me about it. Crazy, okay, so if you have your child to you, they, you're gonna always have that same age gap. So if you had your daughter when you was eighteen, when you're when she's one, you're gonna be nineteen when she's two, and so on and so forth. So you're gonna always look at them like they're that baby. So you can still. I'm not saying tongue them down, slob now, them up when they go to prom. Um, but it's okay like if you catch yourself it's still your baby and like there's gonna be a time when you can't kiss them anymore yeah but so you don't kiss them on then, the lips I'm don't just... tell me where to kiss them like, I gave her these like, lips listen and, you can't no. get mad at white people kissing dogs on the lips if you're going to kiss different. your kids on the lips, okay? A white person, you all white comparing dogs to children. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm getting treated. Hey, was- Yo, the other day I was, I don't trust people who walk down the street talking to their animals because I was walking down the street and this lady was having a full-fledged conversation with her pup and I'm just like, this is weird. Like, it's one thing to just be no, like, sit, stare, high five, hands up, but she was like, didn't I tell you? And I'm like, you can't ask a dog, didn't I tell you? Like, Burr. Yeah, we don't trust her either. Get her the fuck out. <laughs> but listen, internet, you know how to get involved. I don't trust people. Hashtag I don't trust people on Twitter. At Premium Pete Show. At Premium Pete. At Miss Listen Knows. Let us know who you, or what you don't trust. And if ain't no fuck shit, then we're going to put it on the next episode of the Premium Pete Show. Listen, my son. It was great for you to come. Yes, we Chop it up with Thank us. You for Sit down. Me, let me tell you, let's let the internet know again. When do you have your event at uh, BB Kings? BB Kings is March 25th. Okay. And what about the uh, album mixtape? I'm going to drop it on the same day. That's what I. Question Why are we calling it an album mixtape? Because it's like some new material. Like it's an EP out. Like it's an album. Tape. It's an album okay. mixtape because the series started as on a mixtape. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can actually go get one definition of a G1 and 2. It's online, you know. You can go get that, but right. I want to continue the series because I feel like it, it, it ties into it. But I want to make it an album, so I'm saying, you know, right. album mixtape. So because the mixtape is the series, so I'll mixtape. I'll mixtape. 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 So listen, my son, continue inspiring people around the world. Thank Real you, talk. Man. Continue to never give up on yourself because I know people will see you think just because you want flex or things because it went well. Everything is fucking gravy. Nah, I, I know, know what it is. And what I mean by that is like shit is a struggle every day. Every day. And, you know, I'm proud to see you out here fighting for equal rights, you know, spitting that real shit. And, and, and you know, um, actually, before we go, uh, 
who who inspired you to even spit? I didn't even mention that. Like who who inspired mm-hmm. you? One of I had a friend named June Brown. God bless the dead. He was like the dopest rapper ever. Mm-hmm. Out of the he, Bronx. Yeah, out of the Bronx. He was like my next door neighbor, and he used to just write rhymes. He had books of rhymes, and I used to go to his house, and he used to just be in there spitting. I used to mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. dope. And he had like this. He was like. LL. He had like that flow, the same kind of delivery, and he was smooth with it. And but mm. it was hard. It was like a balance. And he would yo, know, he could just rhyme his punchlines, everything. He was one of the dopest rappers. He used to be hype man for Missy. Like okay, you know okay. Saying? Like Missy heard him and then she made him a hype man because he was mad energy, his stage presence, you know. So he was like my first influence. And then I just loved EPMD. Okay, I okay. loved Rakim. Of course. Coogee rap. Like, PMD tell you a story about Jane. Yeah, like, Jane was one of my favorite songs. I used to listen to that song every day. Yeah, I asked him about it. He said he don't know who Jane is. You know, Eric. He said, but, you know, they were just vibing, man. You know, I seen, uh, you know, it, it's so good to see someone get the, you know, the love when they're doing something dope. You know, that Flex Freestyle, it, you know, and shouts to Flex again because, uh, you know, he gave you the opportunity. And it really, uh, you know, I mean, I've seen tons of people all over, like, Torrey and, and, and Daechuan and, and, and so many, even I think maybe Pete Rock, but tons of people posting that shit and just saying, like, yo, motherfucker went in. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's good to see that and, you know, and capitalize on that shit and continue to, you know, strive. And, you know, even like Killer Mike, I seen him was like, yo, he was like, yo, Killer Mike showed so much love uh, uh, to you recently about, you know, not only just where your mindset at is that, but, you know, you look pretty lethal with them bars too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like you know what I mean? Man. And I, you know what? As we leave the internet, I'm going to say this. The, this line really stuck with me. It said, to the real G's trying to save these shorties. To the kids I misled, I just want to say I'm sorry. And you said that twice. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because I was like, yo, man, that shit was so real because it was like, you know, we really need to teach these youngins. And I think it's the way we approach them. You know, sometimes, you know, it's like if you try to approach them on like, listen, motherfucker, you don't know shit. You're a young yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. Now, if you pull over, if you pull over the hardest, your hardest kid. You know what I mean? Talking all that shit, the hardest kid. You pull him over and talk to him like a, like, 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 like you actually care or you want to spit some knowledge in, he'll listen. And it's important that we do that, man. And, 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 and if we misled them telling them that like this life is all shiny and beautiful and not that there's some dark times in it, that I'm sorry. Thanks. So, Internet, my son, make sure you check him out. Yo, where did they get my them shirts? Son. Where my they get son. Th- you can go to, um, New Bro- at New Bronx City on Instagram. We have at New Bronx City. We have www.newbronxcity.com. Mm-hmm. But go to my Instagram page, New Bronx City, at New Bronx City, and you can order from there. I like that uh, one that says gangster, gangster but woke, woke as fuck. fuck. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, all the best, man, and blessings sent your way, most definitely. Peace. Internet, my song. Thank you. See you next episode. Cheer. Yeah. Cheer.